You should not be tithing. Find out if I'm crazy on this episode of the Waltwin Podcast. Welcome to the Waltwin Podcast. Each week we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Whoa, 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 wait. Did you really just say that? Yes. <laughs> we hear a That's lot. That's a noise that our five-year-old likes to make a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be tithing, but wait a minute. Jonathan and Amanda, you guys talk about how generosity is the foundation mm-hmm. of everything that you do with personal finances. Mm-hmm. You talk about being generous from the get-go, from the various early infancy stages of managing your money mm-hmm. all the way through to the end. Yes. So wait a minute, what is this? You shouldn't be tithing nonsense. I don't think you should. But first, let's talk. You should be doing something <laughs> different, but I think we should talk about tithing first. Let's talk about We're going to say don't do this. You should know what this is. Mm. So Let's tith- clarify our words. Yes, tithing. Uh, we see it in, in great effect in the Old Testament mm-hmm. of giving 10%, right? The first time you see this, it's uh, it's Moses. Yeah, I think it's Moses. He meets up with Melchizedek, and he gives him 10% of what he has. Then as you go along in different parts of the Old Testament, you run into the different laws about tithing and giving 10% of this and that and all these other things. And it was always the first fruits. Yes, the first 10%. Not the stragged leftovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stragged? Is that even a word? Uh, Ragged. No. Yeah, scraggly. <laughs> you also see that with Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Abel gives him like the best lamb. Right. Cain gives him like, you know, probably like the bruised vegetables that are from the clearance <laughs> section. Um, but that's what we want to do sometimes mm. is it give those the bruised fruit, the, the overripe bananas mm. uh, to well, the Lord. Let's, so let's keep clarifying Let's here. keep going. Clarifying. Let's keep going. Let's, let's stay in going. the vein. Yep, 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 yep. So <laughs> it's 10%, right? But but questions like that, maybe I'm out of the vein again. Questions, when you when we focus in on this, then it's okay. Well, it's first fruit, so that's so that's before tax. Do I need to calculate what what my income before tax is it after tax? So a lot of questions that come up, and this is why we're talking about it today. But I'm gonna get back in the vein. You've left the vein again. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me try to repuncture <laughs> where we need to be. If you're queasy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So one of the most common questions we'll get is, all right, I should be tithing, right? As if this, what what the tithe was in the Old Testament, the tenth, the giving of, this was a mandate. This was part of the law. Mm-hmm. This was what it meant to be Jewish. And this was just a thing. Um, and you did it. Mm-hmm. Now, when Jesus came and fulfilled the law, things changed. Certain restrictions or mandates or rules that applied to the Jewish people no longer applied to the people of God Mm -hmm. or to anyone, you know, who would now it wasn't just salvation was not just for the Jews. It was for all. Um, and okay. Um, so some of those things altered or shifted. 
So what happened to the tithe? Was it just one of those things that got ripped up and thrown away? I would say, no, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Much like how Jesus came in and would say things like, um, you know, he, he would kind of up the ante, if you will. Okay, so the law said, don't commit adultery. Well, pfft. I say if you even look at someone lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Whoa! Like he takes it up a notch. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to our money, you know, instead of this tithe-based transaction, he now wants more. He wants it all. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Je I mean, Jesus does not want 10% of your money. He doesn't want 10% of your life. I was giving him 10% of my life in high school when I hardly believed in the guy. Nobody has, you know, right? You don't, you ever hear someone give like this testimony of their life and go, you know, and then I was on this retreat and uh, I mean, just the Eucharist was just so real for me. And I, I, it was almost like I was hearing his voice speak to me and telling me that he loved me and blah, blah, blah. And then they go, and I gave him 10% of my life. <laughs> I gave him, you know, I gave him, uh, anyway. We don't do that. He wants it all. He wants all of our money. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not saying you need to put you don't you 100%. flip you don't flip over the paycheck and just say you know sign pay to the order of Saint So and So Parish. No, you probably shouldn't do that. Maybe in some circumstances. Maybe in your poten potentially, no. but no, probably not. But every transaction, every financial decision you make should glorify the Lord, right? We're, we're told to pray unceasingly. That doesn't mean I'm up at church right now praying my rosary. Nope, I'm here doing this, right? We, we are called to live in a way that glorifies God, and that includes our financial transactions. So not every every dollar we have doesn't need to be just, yeah, given to the church or given to the poor or given to whatever charity. But giving needs to be a big part of it. The way we handle our money needs to be a part of it, right? In the same way, um, you know, we handle our bodies a certain way or we handle ourselves in business transactions a certain way, right? Our word means something. Um, we handle ourselves financially in a certain way because of what we believe. Mm -hmm. What we believe about our identity as stewards uh, and who we are. And the more we lean into that, just the more we get to bring God into our finances and it sanctifies us and is a beautiful thing. But we do get this question practically. You know, people want to prioritize the mm -hmm. giving. And they ask us, you know, what should I be giving? And we go back to the question of, should it be gross? Should it be net? And sometimes these miss the mark. Mm -hmm. And what we tell people, you know, is we've we've gone over different church documents about giving, etc. Nowhere are you going to see the Catholic Church say all Catholics are mandated to tithe ten percent of their gross ordinary income, or you know, like it's not going to happen. But what the church leads us <clears throat> in is that ten percent was was it was a wise number, and for most people. This is going to be a really healthy place to start your giving for most people. Mm -hmm. I would, we always recommend people start there. Just that's the baseline assumption is that you're going to start at 10%. Mm -hmm. Now, as you go throughout your life and you're realizing that 10%, giving that away 
isn't really a sacrificial gift. It doesn't challenge you. You still basically get to do everything else you wanted in your lifestyle, etc. Well, you're probably not giving enough. But then for other people, you know, in scripture, it talks about the widow's might. She had almost nothing and gave practically all that she had. <laughs> Some people um, are not making much, but if they gave a 10% to a different charities or to their parish, they wouldn't be able to keep a roof over their head and food on the table to provide meals and nourishment for their children. Mm-hmm. And so they shouldn't be giving 10%. Yeah, and so to, and to, to expect that or to hold yourself to that, of well, I must be giving 10% or what's the point? Why am I even giving it all? When you're putting yourself or your family in jeopardy, well, that's not the point of it at all. We learn uh, very clearly uh, from the church and I think also from kind of common sense uh, that we need to first take care of ourselves, of our family, those under our charge is some of the language that's used. And then, right, when what necessity demands has been taken care of, that which is left over must be given to the indigent, to others, to those who need it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that's the rules, right? I mean, you, you start here. I need to make sure that we are okay. And then after that, we can help other people, right? We put the mask on ourselves and then help others as much as we can. Yeah. It, it's a similar question, right? We get kind of these, I'd say our two biggest questions are, well, how much should we give? How much should we spend on groceries? And they're both these answers that you need to figure out your situation in life. It's going to be different for every single household mm-hmm. because you're in different spots, different. I mean, with groceries, Stages. you got different age kids, different numbers of people, different, different dietary genders. needs, different genders, different all sorts of stuff going on. And so it's like, well, you need to spend enough on food so no one's going hungry. <laughs> But not so much that you can't do anything else but sit around and eat, right? Or how how often should I kiss my wife? Well, enough to let her know that you love her, but not so much that she's considering a restraining order, right? There's a there's a there's a spot in there Reason. for each person that makes sense, and you need to personally discern this. And this I means sometimes it's like, oh, I just wanted an answer. But this is the answer. I mean, and this is the beauty of it. You have to figure this out, right? We've been given these guidelines, right? Take care of yourselves. And not, we're not, I'm not, nobody's asking you. Certainly the church isn't, and we're not asking you to just live off stale bread, store brand mac and cheese, and maybe a ramen (laughs) noodle if you're lucky. And so you can give as much away. No. Where you you take care of your station in life, your, your spot in life. In context of everything that's going on, but always making sure that you are being generous Mm -hmm. and you are giving. So, okay, well then what is the benchmark, right? If if we've we've done away with a percent, because that's just not going to work. Other than we say ten percent is a really it's good a good place to look line. at, right? Because you gotta you gotta figure out a, a place to start somehow, a number, a a, an amount, a percentage, something. Mm-hmm. You gotta put something down on paper or into YNAB or wherever it is you're keeping track of this to start. So why not use ten percent, right? A lot of people have had a lot of success, right? It's worked well for them over the ages, uh, so it sounds good. Why not do it? 
Mm-hmm. Right? It, That's it a good tends, starting spot. It tends to be, for most people, a very noticeable amount. Yes. It's, it's, it's actually, yeah, there's a lot of wisdom there. But we are also, for most of our listeners to this podcast, you're likely living in, um, you know, the United States of America. I think that that's our number one country. And the second country that listens into this is um, Canada. Mm-hmm. And so these tend to be wealthier, higher income earners anyway, comparatively to the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say for most people, that 10% place is a good starting point. And, uh, you know, from there, you can kind of begin to discern, you know, with that noticeable amount. Now, we have had people say like, oh my goodness, I can't do that because I've got, I've got so much debt and money just is flying all over the place. And, mm-hmm. But no, your disorganization and out of control spending is not an excuse to not give. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that doesn't so, mean that, oh, oh, if only you were budgeting and had your, your junk together, will you be given 10%? No, maybe. Things are really tight. You have this low income, you have a big household, whatever it is. Yeah, that's why it's not a percentage. And so, right, the bar or the, the line, the, the, what you need to discern is that feelable amount, mm-hmm. right? When, you know, we, we hear, um, you know, the church will say this, um, Saint, sorry, Saint uh, John the Baptist says this, right? In, in Luke's gospel, you know, people say, well, what should we do to get ready? One of the, the first thing he says to them is, is, you who have two cloaks, give one to the person who does not have one. Or, we, you know, different saints throughout the, throughout the, the life of the church have said things like, you know, what you give to the poor, you're just, you're returning back to him. Or um, if you do not, feed the starving man you have killed him him. so there's this need here right and so it you have to give it up right i mean like let's say you had two cloaks all right i got rid of one now i'm down to one like i cut my wardrobe in half essentially that's feelable it's also really feelable for the guy who went from zero to one right you increased his wardrobe by infinity so it's really helpful there but you need to feel it right and that's going to be different for everybody. Some people are going to knock into feel at 7%. Some people are going to, it's going to be like a, a gnat landing on the outside of a parka at 25%. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out what that is. And and also where your heart is, where your desire is, right? Like you feed your kid like, right when they're hungry, right? And so you might see a need and want to respond to that and you might be feeling it and then in order to respond to that the way you want to the way you feel you're being called to you might need to really feel it this month and so i'd say you you keep your you think about it yes yeah, certainly in line of like my our general amount or whatever but then also in regards to the situation that's out there there might be times when you feel very strongly about i think we need to step this up at least for a little bit mm-hmm and do something else, do something more. And that's all part of the discernment, and right? Because budgeting, right, making a plan for your money is all about your priorities. Mm-hmm. What is the higher priority right now? Because that's where the dollar goes, right? Is my priority, you know, the, the food in the cart that I need to make dinner tonight, or is it that new candy bar next to the checkout that I wanna taste? Or whatever, right? Like, which one am I gonna get? 
you have to make the decision on, on your money. Sometimes you're going to have to say no to some things and maybe even some things that you usually and in the future again will say yes to so that you can say yes to the higher priority in your life right now, which is to help this certain cause or this certain person or this certain situation that's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple things. I'm hearing people, you know, I'm anticipating what they might mm-hmm. be thinking mm-hmm. right now. So one of them, you know, for maybe um, the average to probably higher, even very high income earners, hearing us say like feelable, like there's going to be stuff I don't get to do. Like, what are you trying to say? Like that I don't get to do every little lifestyle thing that I want to manufacture, you know, in this trendy phrase these days, lifestyle by design, Mm. you know, I want to live a certain way. So wait, you're saying that I need to cut into that. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, I am. As Christians, we we need to be, uh, you know, take care of ourselves. Absolutely. You know, we were gifted the the time here on earth um, to to you know. There's there's certain blessings that come with here here, but this ain't our home. Don't get too comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever I read Saint Jose Maria Escriva's The Way, it's just like one kick in the gut after the next of like do not get too comfortable here mm-hmm. and i could see him seeing this lifestyle by design movement and just being like oh what are you doing <laughs> you know take care of yourself have goals like mm-hmm. improve grow in virtue grow in holiness all these things but never get too comfortable free there is no freedom in just indulging whatever we want whenever we want however much we want with whoever we want Etc. Like that's not freedom. Mm-hmm. That's just slavery to whatever whim is gonna win out in the moment. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you should have some joy in your life. You should be making memories with your family, prioritizing health goals, prioritizing friendships, time with your spouse, taking a vacation, having some recreation and leisure, putting aside money for your future. These are reasonable, prudent things to do. But yes, maybe one less out to eat. A month. Mm-hmm. Maybe tune down the vacation budget just a pinch so you can give more. These are very reasonable sacrifices that you can make in order to give. Mm-hmm. And when we give, uh, it connects us more to, to our Lord and to really what we're made for anyway, eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so in, in regards to eternity and being here and all this, right, you're talking about Jose Maria. I think about uh, St. Francis de Sales, in one of his his letters to someone, he talked about. I think they were getting they were getting older, and he was talking about you know dying and you know entering into eternity. He's saying about right like when you get ready to like when you're moving a tree, when you're transplanting a tree, you need to very carefully and and intentionally go through and like set get it out of the ground and separate the earth from the roots. You can't just like rip it up without any preparation and just plunk it down somewhere else. And we do the same thing, right? So if we can loosen our roots here a little bit by saying no to a couple things, well, then we're just preparing ourselves all the more for later. And I mean, not that it's all, you know, this and this and this person and this relations and all this, but like, yeah, you go out to eat one less time this month. That could very easily let someone eat this month. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to think about. It really could. It really could. So, um, and again, it's not all, oh, you know, there, there, there's lines, and it's all about 
what's the feelable amount? And I know, you know, you'll, and you've heard other things, right? And all this is just to be helpful in a minute. It's all comes back to your discernment. Something I've heard a lot from a lot of different places is, yeah, okay, well, 10%, you know, five to your parish, one to the archdiocese. That's what I was going you know, to next. Four to, or then what's left? Four, yeah, four to other, other, other causes, ministries. missions, et cetera, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful. I think that that's a really helpful thing. It, when If you are Protestant uh, listening to this, you've probably heard this, or um, if you've listened to Dave Ramsey, he talks about this, of like you should always just give 10% to your local church. But, you know, in the Catholic world, our church is huge. Our local church. is the universal church. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, li- it's plugged in deep to the worldwide church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Just giving ten percent to St. Charles Borromeo, they they're not even asking that. They don't even expect that because we got work to do all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you should be giving to your diocese, your local Catholic parish, and then whatever unique individual ministries or missions or people you encounter that mm-hmm. come across your unique path, uh, those are where you should be giving the rest of that money. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I was at a conference about stewardship and giving and all these things. And this guy, he, you know, his presentation was just, a, which is kind of about the, the, the generalities of this and how, I mean, just if, if Catholics would give their parishes even just like, like 2% mm. of their income, right. we wouldn't even know what to do with all that money. And so, yes, give generously. Give I, I encourage you, give generously to your parish because mm-hmm. that enables them to serve people, right? We believe, um, don't, not to get into it too much, but in the Catholic Church, we believe in subsidiarity. So the decision decisions should be made at the most local level possible for that decision. Certainly some things need to be made at like the very top level and affect everyone and then all the different levels down, in, uh, down there. But by really, you know, you, by supporting generously your parish you're letting the the pastor and the other folks in that parish make the decisions on how to minister to the flock in that little you know however many square miles of the world and that's awesome but you should also i think definitely yeah give do a couple other levels or a couple you know kind of over you know kind of over and across right a different part of the world or whatever it is mm-hmm. whatever is gonna uh move you is uh is where you should give but it's always that feelable amount and then mm-hmm. once you've gotten that and you can you, on your again on your own personal discernment determine where you want to put that money and how you want to direct it mm-hmm. yeah and so that ends the conversation it's so again. much richer than just 10 percent. yeah just you know i that's honestly, a that's check the, bot that's the that's check offable yeah the beginning of my journey with personal finance even before we were married was mm-hmm. just like okay money comes in do a quick mathematical computation 10 percent you know it was so hollow mm-hmm. and um to be frank like at the time i didn't really even need i i could have given more hmm it just sat there. I, I didn't really have a purpose for it. I also just, you know, budgeting that would have given me the insight to <laughs> see that. I just didn't know. I was just piling money up mm-hmm. for no real reason other than shouldn't you have some? But if I'd had a budget, it would have 
challenged me to see that and to know, okay, wait a minute, this all needs a job. Wait, I do have extra for this or that or another. Um, and so that, that budget is oftentimes going to be the first place where you're going to see that you have more that you could give or that you are just bumping up against the ceiling six ways to Sunday and you can't get the, you, you really can't go over X amount. Mm-hmm. And the budget is going to be where you see that and are able to discern. Yeah. Sometimes discerning when you have vague principles and vague emotions flying around, that's not helpful. Seeing hard reality in front of you gives you the information that you need to make a prudential decision for your family and for the sake of generosity. That's really so, great. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. So if you act, wasn't even thinking about this, but if yeah, if you want to help start figuring out budgeting, you can head on over to walletwin.com. There's right on the front page is a little box about, you know, getting started to budget, learn how to budget in five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can get, get going there. It even includes a link to some of our favorite pump up budget jams. Yes. So we'll put a link in the uh, in the show notes, but just head on over to walletwin.com and click on that button to get started with budgeting. Yep, that concludes this episode of the Waltwin Podcast. We are having our Catholicism and Money series going on right now. This was just another chapter in the mm. <laughs> segment. I was trying to figure uh, out. Chapter, verse, I'm not sure. <laughs> Which what, what I wanted to clarify it as. Uh, but we are continuing to have this discussion. We've got loads more coming at you. Uh, really good interviews, really good topics. We are jazzed to dive in and to tackle Um, We're glad to have gotten this one Mm -hmm. since it is so common, kind of done here at the beginning of our series. But thank you for tuning in. If you have if you have suggestions on what we should make sure to cover down the future, go ahead and leave a comment uh, or email us over at email at WalletWin. Or you can if you're listening to this on Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail. Spotify. Spotify, sorry. Or wherever. Actually, wherever you're listening (laughs) in the show notes, there's a link to leave a voicemail for us. Yes, but thank you for spending this time with us. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.